It's Tech for Market Explainer, your number one business news podcast. Hosted by Danny and the big man. And it starts right now. Howdy, y'all. All right, let's get into this. Today, we're going to talk about two media conglomerates joining forces to make an even worse mm-hmm. conglomerate. <laughs> Our good friends over at Reddit have formally filed to go public. Yeah. We're going to talk about um, the former CEO of Twitter and his new company and a little bit of drama as he's getting off the starting block there. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, our best friends over at TikTok are launching their own uh, delivery-only restaurants. I'm not saying it's poison, but they are tracking everything on your phone. Stop it. Stop it. Okay. Before we jump into our stories, though, I want to let you know about our Patreon. Full episodes are available over on patreon.com slash market explainer. Our audio comes out, as always, on anchor.fm. It's distributed everywhere. But if you're looking for the full video, not just the clips, it's only available on patreon.com slash market explainer. You can, if you, if you spend enough money with us, you can join our board of directors, not our literal board of directors, but you know, you can become an intern for as little as $3 a month. You can become a market explainer intern, which puts you two notches above the big man. I understand. And marketexplainer.com, which you can send us messages about stories that you may want to hear our opinions on. You can actually, um, if you have a product out there, a book, a business-related book, whatever, you can uh, send us a message about uh, potentially coming, being interviewed on the show, that kind of stuff, all of that kind of stuff. So I just want to put that out there for the community, marketexplainer.com. Go check it out. I like it. However, Danny does not, so we can take that community. So uh, Vox Media, um, mm-hmm. which which is a huge company, they own a bunch of different uh, different media properties, is acquiring or has acquired Group Nine Media, and uh, just a fun little backstory to this: Group Nine Media owns Seeker. Seeker used to be called SourceFed, which was created by Philip DeFranco. And mm-hmm. I introduced the big man to Philip DeFranco, and he said, hey, I want to do what that guy's doing. Right. So the whole reason this exists is because basically Philip DeFranco. Is that incorrect to say? Is that unfair? No, that's not unfair at all because I think Philip DeFranco, what he did, does, um, as far as his, daily, his daily show, I'm sure a ton of people do. My point, though, is is he talks about – now, he talks about more – I don't want to say it's a political show, but it, it he just talks about general news, what's a yes. hot news topic of the day, that right. kind of stuff. And and when I say I want to do what he does, I just meant being – getting on video, being honest about what you're talking about, right, right. and being informed. Which is kind of where we stepped all the way to Market Explainer now being our brand is going, okay, let's explain crap to people that's out there and then give our opinions on it. Which is, quite frankly, news in general in today's world, at least what not traditional news, but in news in 2021, is the person giving you the news also turns around and gives you their opinion on the news and how it should affect you. And that's just kind of the way we go. I think that's the future. 
So Group 9 owns the Dodo. So if you're not unfamiliar with the Dodo, it's all of those cutesy animal videos your mom emails you six months after everyone else saw them. (laughs) Or in the case of my mother, eight years after everyone else saw It's a dog and a cat and they're best friends. Can you believe it? Yup. The video only has 800 million views, mom. We all saw it before you did. Um, and now this, if you don't, if you're unfamiliar now, this, it was really popular in maybe 2012. Um, those extremely irritating Facebook videos of ding, ding, ding. Did you know that the blah, blah, blah in the West bank and the Israelis are mean and all this other stuff. Um, again, uh, Danny's views are not the views of. A Mark explainer or anyone else. So all the jokes that Danny makes are Danny's responsibility. Yes. Especially when it comes to other countries or accents that he does or whatever. Or or political ideas. So here's what I will say is happening here. You're watching the consult. What what, what has happened is the consolidation of, you know, Group 9 also includes stuff like SB Nation, which is, uh, I think I forget the guy's full name, but Daily Coast, Right. Mm-hmm. which uh, is a super hard left website. Um, and Vox tends to have a left bent as well, which is the entirety of popular media. So none of this is surprising, but you're watching two massive companies join forces. And here's what's interesting. I think what has happened is the freemium model, which you know, it was pioneered by Silicon Valley morons, which is we're not going to charge anybody for anything. We're right. just going to build users. And then one day we're going to charge them. What ends up happening is you build an audience and you train them not to pay for stuff that costs money to make. Well, but at, look, they, they all get money from somewhere. But here's the point. You have two companies that are that nobody made. Look, there are a lot of people out there that have no idea who Vox Media is or, right. you know, her Verge is and, and all this stuff. The point is, is they might be familiar with, like you said, Dodo, or they might be familiar with uh, Cafe Studios or uh, Hot Pod or whatever. What right. what This is essentially a company that has made its business out of enveloping small companies and keeping those small companies names so if you're a person that goes and listens to criminal productions true crime podcasts you're actually listening to a vox company but you don't know that because you're in it for the true crime or whatever and these two companies are merging now here's what's really smart or really sleazy depending on what you believe all of the acquisitions there have been four major acquisitions by vox this year including Cafe Studios, Criminal Productions, Hot Pod, all that kind of stuff. Um, And then this one coming in 2022, guess what, Danny? They're paying essentially $0 for these. All of these acquisitions are by all stock deals. So they're just stock swapping. So, And they're not a publicly traded company. Now, both these companies... At one point in 2021, during the height of the SPAC deals, thought yeah. about going SPAC and going public. Right. Neither one of them decided to do it because but, SPACs in this last quarter has kind of slid down, yeah, especially and, in these I don't have a whole lot of assets kind of people, right? right? It's intellectual. So so what's interesting with that is um, BuzzFeed acquired Complex Networks, um, which is really like if you watch like – 
sneaker shopping with whatever rapper that I've right. never heard of, which makes me feel so old. And mm-hmm. I don't know any of the new sneakers, which also makes me feel old. Um, is complex. So BuzzFeed acquired Complex Networks and then went SPAC. So uh, my guess is we're going to see them, probably not IPO, we're going to see them SPAC middle of 2022. My guess. Well, so their statement in this story is they're not going public. Now, which I'm sure they're, going they're public. I'm which sure they're, they're telling because they're also in the same statement they also are saying that they aren't going to lay off any employees even though they're they have two companies that are obviously now they double the amount of people that they have doing the same job. Now well, you're talking about this now will create a company with only 2000 people, which is not yeah. It's not two hundred thousand. It's two thousand. It's still, it's still like when you think about it. What newspaper has more than three or four thousand people working at it, right? And again, so, look, CEOs are going to say what they're going to say, right? right? A company. When you have a guy that's saying, "Okay, we're acquiring another company that has a whole bunch of people to do what your job is," right? right. There's obviously fear there, and a CEO always comes out and says, "Hey, nobody's losing their job today, right? And we're not going public." So here's what the other thing, though, is Box has a union. So some of their writers are unionized. So that that presents a situation where if they don't start shedding those Group 9 workers sooner than later and those workers join the union because Vox is – this is a stock swap, but Vox's CEO is remaining the CEO of the new business, which is just going to be Vox Media. With a 75% share ownership. Yeah. 75%. Vox, in this new conglomerate, yeah, Vox maintains 75%. The right. owners of what is currently Verge is getting the other 25%, of course, right? No, what do you mean the Verge? You mean you mean the other group? group yeah, nine. the other group. I'm sorry. Yes, yeah, I'm sorry. You're, you're right. Is, um, yeah, group 9 is getting the other 20, 25%. But right. these two, the, but really it becomes Vox. Right, Bankoff is remaining the CEO now of this this new company of the two merging. Right, right. Uh, the other guy, Lehrer, or however you say his last name, L E R E R, is joining the board, which basically yep. you're you're coming under. Hey, but, good for Ben Lehrer. You know, he's had a hard career. He created Thrillist Media. His dad is only a venture capitalist, so he was only able to give him startup <laughs> capital. And his dad only was an executive at Huffington Post, so it was really hard to get right. signed. So I'm sure it's been a very tough road um, for him so as a hard. self-made man, right? Yes. Um, but look, here's the Small point. Small loan you, of a million dollars. These people, these companies like Vox Media, and they're not the right. only ones in the last three to five years, have conglomerated these entities with virtually yeah. no money they're giving zero you and i've talked about this stock right. until you become publicly traded one and two you have no idea what happens after that when you Correct. give somebody ownership it means zero dollars until it becomes publicly traded you've gotten it, all of these companies right to allow you to purchase them for virtually zero dollars with the potential of maybe one day right Right. And here's the other side of that risk. Companies that are like this are very similar to this. In 2022, the projection of generation of revenue is $700 million. 
Now, that sounds like a lot of money in advertising, right, in 2022. Yeah. But $700 million, according to what is, is forecast, yeah. out of that $700 million, you're only talking close to $100 million in profit. That's what it takes to generate enough money for it to be profitable. That tells me that you have six hundred million dollars in expenses in a company with two thousand employees. Yeah. So, and here's the other thing. You know, Tim Pool was an employee at a um, Vice and all these other places. He talks about some of the trickery, and trickery is a strong word. He talks about how some of these networks engage in traffic placement, other things where somebody will go set up a clickbaity website, and you know them. Mm-hmm. Is your mom or dad got spam from one of these right. websites? Click here and you'll never believe what Rebel Wilson looks like now. Nope, <laughs> I'm going to believe what she looks like because it's the same as she used to look. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, They buy up those little websites under uh, you know, some other umbrella company, but they include the, the traffic of those spammy clickbaity websites as part of the network traffic of, of course. their overall of their overall um, group, so you feel like wow, Recode, uh, Vox Recode gets that many hits. No, it's a celebrity dash scandal dash whatever leak dot nl that's getting sixty million clicks, but it's part of the network, so it makes you feel like now this got that many views. This to me, and again, this is not a direct shot at Vox. It's just kind of the way we in the way the internet works as far as clicks and eyes right. and stuff. This is the epitome of the fact that they can con- create seven hundred million dollars in advertising yeah. as a freemium right. in all these you know niche websites right. and stuff is the fact that baby boomers still don't understand how the internet works. So they're still Hilarious. paying for clicks. They're still yes. paying for because that's this this company's only sale to you. If I wanted to advertise with Vox and I called them up yeah. and I said, "Hey, the big man in real estate wants to advertise with Vox. How much? Where? Yada yada." Yeah. Their entire because I get this call at least once a week. Their yeah. entire pitch is, "Well, we can get this many eyes, this many clicks." Nobody wants to say or talk about how that turns to you know revenue yeah, so or turns to really- clients. I don't really care about click-through. Tell me about your conversion rate. But nobody wants website, to talk about that because it's right. uncontrollable. If you deliver better than 2% conversion, I'm interested. Well, the national average is less than 1%. That's what right? I'm saying. So That's, you could that, double the national nobody average. Nobody will promise you 2%. Nobody. So if, There's so not, not a company I've come across in digital advertising. Right. And first of all, 90% of them won't even talk about right conversion rate and then the ones that do if they're really being honest with you and giving you the truth it's less than one percent nobody's going to give you two because they lose their shorts that's what i'm saying is they can't even deliver so i got there so what they do is they tell you about the clicks Mm -hmm. but they just don't want to mention that it's one percent but here's the thing if that's the average that's the average sure but but that's my point is that the, the boomers the people that control all these billions and trillions of dollars, right? right. There are they funds out it. there that are literally trillions of dollars, right? right. Yeah. Funds that, that give these people you know, money in the beginning yeah. and whatever and take on a lot of well, risk, so, but they're so, ran by baby boomers that yes. do not understand the products that are being put in front of them. At all. 
So, so Lehrer, Ben Lehrer's father, I think his name was Lawrence Lehrer of Lehrer Hippo Ventures. They, I don't know how much they have under assets and management, but it's billions of dollars. And they're the ones who get, who are the whole reason group nine exists is <clears throat> rich. Think about it this way. You think a rich dad is out there buying a kid, a fancy car. No, no, that's a, that's a, that's a moderately wealthy person. A rich person is buying their son a like a, a ten million dollar website. Okay, that's right. What a rich person is buying their kid. Yeah. That, that, now, well, yeah. I don't have any grudge against a rich guy buying his son a business. When I have hundreds of millions of dollars, I will absolutely buy my kid whatever they. If my kid runs over your kid with his car, I will pay to get my kid out of jail, and he won't even see the inside. I'm that kind of person. So, but look, we all should be right. The fact yeah. is, is, is you're going to give your kids, your family, your whatever people that right. you like, you're going yeah. to give them advantages if you can. And guess what? Yes. There's nothing wrong with that. I Correct. despise the thought process of. And I'm not picking on any generation. I'm just talking about people in 2021, regardless of your right. age. If right. you believe that other people shouldn't have an advantage because their parents or grandparents did but, something amazing correct. or or whatever, you yeah. are wrong. You are wrong, and I'm so sorry I'm going to tell you that. Yeah, so what's interesting about that is it's true. I didn't work to earn a certain privilege, if you want to call it that, but my parents worked to give it to me. Exactly. They didn't work to give it to the stranger down the street. And what's interesting about what you just said is everything you just said, the people who believe what you're believe the opposite of what you're saying, which is it's wrong to give those opportunities out or whatever, are the people who are running a left, a hard left. I don't mean hard left, but I mean like a decidedly left leading um, media group mm-hmm. who. The guy who's on, sitting on their now sitting on the Vox board of directors, he's my age, and God bless him. But because the reality mm-hmm. is, we don't know if he deserves to be there or not because Daddy set him up. Well, but that's that's my point. Is the fact is is you may never know whether he deserves to be there or not, but it is. I tell my it children is. that all he the did. time. Mm-hmm. sometimes life just is. You can right. dislike it. You can not agree with it. But sometimes it is. Now, in this case, I worked. I was dirt poor. I worked. My kids will have advantages that I never had in my lifetime. Right. And they will just have that. And this goes all the way back to this story. Vox, by acquiring all of these companies, has promised right. the same thing, by the way. Right. You have criminal productions that, that puts out true crime podcasts that they right. may not have any advantages all by themselves, but they join Vox for zero dollars with yeah. the, hey, I, maybe one day if we ever go public or we go ever go SPAC or whatever, and until then we're going to share some revenue with you, right? Whatever that percentage is, we're not going to disclose because right. just like you don't Private want your employees company. talking about how they get paid, these right. don't want each company talking about what they're getting right. paid. Yeah, of course. Um, but that you know the the promise is you become part of a bigger organization. Now there are other true co- crime podcast production companies out there that didn't get that advantage. Now right. why did they not get it versus someone else? Again, sometimes it's luck, sometimes it's timing, sometimes it's being in the right place, sometimes it's knowing the right person. Right. Again, this entire story to me is a potential house of cards, or it's a potential treasure chest. We I, don't know yeah. until we don't know. it comes becomes a company or it doesn't. 
so here's the thing. We don't know, but at the same time, it's a house of cards. That's my personal opinion. It's a, And I'll tell you why it's a house of cards. Because the fundamental product that they're delivering to consumers is of little to no value if because there's it's a highly competitive thing. And all it takes is a newer, more effective marketer, some Gen Z kids on TikTok, which blows my mind that they... You know, they're in their 20s now, their early 20s, some of these Gen Zers, some of these Zoomers. It just takes somebody who's more effective at, at getting the eyeballs. And yeah, well, they're, they're, again, their revenue is based on clicks, which is based on the dollars coming from people that don't understand how the internet works. That's the correct. point. That's why I say this is a house of cards. However, sometimes a house of cards can lead to a treasure chest. This right. entire company, if it went public in the mid-2022, like you said, right, then passes on all of that debt to stakeholders that buy their stock, yeah. the people that are currently part of these small conglomerates then get paid. So even though it yeah. is a house, and to, a year later it could not exist because something of the internet changes, something like conversion rate becomes a big deal, which right. I think is inevitable. I honestly do. I think all of these companies that are basing their advertising on clicks will yeah. ultimately be replaced by companies by that are leveraging and, AI advertising, yeah. stuff like that, that leads to conversion. Happening. That's already happening. So it's just a matter of when does that become the standard versus click. So right. like click-through is going to die. And when click-through dies as a KPI, um, a lot of these mega websites right. are going to crash because a guy running a single website about sports or about MMA, he can survive off of making a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars a year because he's one guy, right? right? And he can afford that. But when you have Vox media, the Vox union, you got unionized freaking writers. You're that takes $600 million dollars currently to run. Yeah, you're not a coal miner, okay? You're going to fold. You know, yeah. So I'm just saying, anytime I see, especially, there's something particularly, and pardon me for using a Marxist phrase, but bourgeois about <laughs> people who sit in an air-conditioned office are likely their home now. Like, we need a, we need a, we need a freaking union to protect us from management because they might make, make me write an extra hundred words. <laughs> Well, getting into union, that's a completely different category. I, yeah, again, yeah. I just think my my take on, on Vox Media is it's a potential house of cards that yeah. could pay off in the short term for current people if they do go public. No, no, but if I they fold that, before then, if, yeah, they, if they fold before then, everybody's everybody makes nothing. No, I, I think they're going to go towards uh, being a public company. So, And I think they're going to do that via SPAC. But um, let's move on to this next story. Uh, but before I do that, I want to tell you about our sponsor for the segment, Acre Gold. I want you to meet the new store of value. It's the same as the original store of value. People, gold is God's money. You don't even have to believe in God to know that it's God's money. This timeless and thoughtfully designed 2.5-gram bar of gold is a great way to get started as a gold investor or it's great for the seasoned investor. The opportunity Acre gives to you is the opportunity to build up a little bit of cash in an, with Acre through a subscription model. And when that when that amount of money accrues to where you can actually get a two and a half grand piece of gold, guess what they're going to do? They're going to send it to you. They're going to send it to you. 
they're going to send you pieces of gold. Um, so you can get started right now with Acre Gold by going to the link down in our description down below and checking that out. I am a gold investor. I know the big man has gold. I also have other precious mm -hmm. metals. They're hidden throughout the city and various states and countries <laughs> under various trees. Uh, what do we got next, Danny? So this is really awesome, super cool. The front page of the internet, Reddit, where we are frequent lurkers, <laughs> is going public. This is my favorite story, uh, probably mm -hmm. our shortest story, because there's just not a lot to report about it, uh, it really, except for talking about the fact that they want to go uh, public. Um, they have confidentially submitted their draft statement to the SEC to go public, um, and which I find fun funny because they confidentially submitted it, but then turned around and made a public headline, statement. a public yeah. statement that we did it. Um, but look... The Reddit has been around since what 2005, six, somewhere in there, something like that. Yeah, um, so it's a 15, 16 year old company that is primarily based on um old school images and font typing comments, right? Right, it is, it is, it's the type of communication that's been around since the beginning of the internet. Right? Yeah. Versus so this visually Reddit, stunning. Yeah. So Reddit to me, like, I don't. I just think it's it's ubiquity is what made it stick around. So Condé Nast owns Reddit, which I didn't know that. Um, mm -hmm. Which was a surprise to me. I, they've owned Reddit since 2006. I was in high school when they bought freaking Reddit. So Reddit um, was Reddit was a regular company that was bought out, and then it was yep. then it was in the early 2011 2012 was made its own entity again, right. I believe, which is now what's going public, right? right. Um, but but what I'm saying though is 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 you have a this is a prime example of what you and I have talked about since the beginning, and Danny hates me saying this this whole build an audience thing. Danny rolls his eyes because it's the truth. Reddit has been has built over its 15 years an audience mm -hmm. of beyond loyal people that they right. call themselves redditors, redditors including yeah. myself right? right and so they built this unbelievably so that when they started putting ads on the platform which it didn't originally have right it overnight started generating again like the last story we're talking about eyeballs that's what you right, get paid yeah. for when we talk about advertising it had millions and millions and millions of eyeballs so when it turned around and actually started adding ads to its platform right it, its revenue shot through the roof so much so of that course. when it did its last round of funding last year in 2000 i'm sorry this no, year this year and a few months ago reddit raised 700 million dollars at a 10 billion dollar value yeah oh which blows my mind that they're taking a series what is this got to be a series z Right? It's, You're such it's, an old... Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it, the round of funding that it's had is probably insane. But that's my point. Is something, again, boomers don't understand. The people right. with money don't understand how the internet works, right? Correct. It, they just know, here's Reddit with God knows how many millions of unique, you know, monthly, subs not subscribers, right. but people that come to their website and interact with their website. I would also assume that the amount of time per user on their website is much right. bigger than most places. 
Right. Because Reddit is one of the few websites that once I'm on Reddit, there goes my evening. Yeah, you could be there five or six hours and go down a rabbit hole of God knows yep. what. And then, you know, and you look, sometimes it's information, sometimes it's insanity. It could be anything, which is the beauty of the website, right? Right. Um, and, and then, uh, but then you go and you sit there. So you spend all this time on it and they turn around and take that data and go to advertisers and said, hey, your website, people spend 30 seconds on. Our website, right. on average, they spend 20 minutes on. And, Correct. And advertisers go, oh, holy crap. Right? Right. Um, and then they get to charge through the roof. I mean, they're talking about, let's see, um, at that funding round, the company said that it had reached $100 million in advertising revenue just in the second quarter of 2021. Right. That's blown. insane. Mind blown. Mind blown. You see what I'm saying? Like, that's, right. that's, and they only, look, this is, I don't have the exact year, but they only right. started to put ads on Reddit as a site a couple of years ago. This is not right. something they've been doing for a decade. Right. This is relatively new for the website. Now, I will tell you as a Redditor, since this announcement has come out, there's a lot of conversations on Reddit from Redditors concerned about how this affects the site. When you yeah, go public, I, that comes with expectations of right. money, of growth, of advertising. Does Reddit become Facebook where they start, you know? Yeah, so what's interesting is over the last eight years, Reddit has continually become a place that has, you know, they eliminated the Donald, which was the subreddit dedicated to the former president of this country. Mm -hmm. um, they got rid of a lot of subreddits. Some of the subreddits they got rid of um perfectly logical right sure you know, absolutely um perfectly reasonable to have eliminated but um you know in earlier at the beginning of this year we saw reddit organized a short squeeze on gamestop probably one of the most wild things that's ever happened right. on reddit from Wall Street um, Bets, the subreddit yeah. Wall Street Bets. But that that has been kind of the key to Reddit is these what they call subreddits, which are subcategories, yes. niche categories that uh, that which, anybody can open a subreddit. Which for the uninformed and the uninitiated and the unwashed masses of the Market Explainer crowd here, Reddit is just one massive forum. It is. that That's the easiest way to describe it. But the way that forum is designed and set up is it's – Sub, it's, you know, reddits and subreddits, so forums and a subforum. Mm -hmm. It's one massive forum with subforums that, like, for the guys who are early into forums, me, VW Vortex, right? VW mm -hmm. Vortex had, you know, like, it was only for Volkswagen guys, but I'm a Japanese car guy, and we were still on VW Vortex because that was just where there was some sort of car people. But now... There's all sorts of wild car people on mm -hmm. Reddit, and there's so many different subreddits. And one of my cars was on a subreddit uh, because I build cool cars sometimes, occasionally. Well, the one time <laughs> I accidentally built a cool car once that didn't really run well, and now some guy who uh, hunts raccoons owns it. Um, but well, in a free, open format, right? You you can go and create. We could go. We don't currently, but we probably should have in a market explainer podcast yes. subreddit, right? Where you can interact with people. And look, there is anything and everything that you can imagine. It's one of those places that you can go, and if you spend enough time, can find your everything. group of people. 
It doesn't matter whether you're into D&D, whether you're into World of Warcraft, Market Explainer, yes. Business, whatever. My, you can find your people. One of my former projects ended up as somewhat popular on Reddit because it was a weight loss challenge that I had done with, well, I did the weight loss portion of Tim Ferriss' book. And Tim Ferriss started tweeting about it, and it ended up on a subreddit about keto or something like that. But it's to me, Reddit's one of those wild things. And yeah, you're right. This is probably going to be one of our shortest stories in the history of the stories that we do on the show because <laughs> they're going public, and that's neat. But yeah, that's the story. Well, and and they're we'll know some, more as we go on. They haven't but, disclosed but listen, what. Go ahead. But I was just going to say, throughout the years, you know, they had they had a uh, CEO for a while named Ellen Powell. She was a freaking nightmare. She kind of tried to ruin Reddit. Because she's like, well, why are all these people on here having a good time? And by people, she meant men. And by and men saying things that she disagreed with. And she was a freaking nightmare of a CEO. So they got rid of her really quick. Because she's like, well, why Why would? Uh, why should the men... Like, just a concept that there's a man somewhere enjoying something bothered her, right? Well, but, but I, I think that's changed over the years as far as yeah. men. I'm sure it's still statistically their predominant market but oh, yeah. like my, reddit was my wife's stepping stone to tiktok like my wife i introduced my wife to reddit years and years ago now, she be, you... very quickly became a redditor because you, again you can waste hours going down any number yeah. of, let me of ask subreddits you a, yeah let me ask you a simple question do you regret your choices <laughs> I do kind of regret my choices in the amount of time that my wife spends on these platforms. Yeah. Um, and she hasn't given up Reddit by any means, but it was kind of a Reddit introduced her to that get down a a rabbit hole. A rabbit hole of yeah. you wouldn't even understand. You come yes. across a comment and you're like, all right, now I'm going to look at the comments to those questions or that whatever. And you can spend hours just going through comments and what those comments go to. Right. It's like what people used to do with Google yes. that they don't necessarily do anymore. But anyway, Who so... Who even uses Google? Yeah, they Duck haven't Duck disclosed... Go what the company's stock ticker would be, right. how much they're looking at going, you know, what the value, how many yeah. stocks are in the... And we're going to have to do an update eventually because they haven't disclosed any of this stuff other than, like Danny said, that they, they intend to go public, which, oh, by the way, they could turn around and change their minds, right? right? And, and, hey, by the way, if you want to see our update shows, those are all going to be on our Patreon. We're still figuring out how that works. So, um, that I mean, that really rounds about everything that we have to say about Reddit going that's public, it. which is, hey, that's neat. That's happening. Hey, it's, a, it's, <laughs> it, it's a story. So by middle of next year, they might may or may not be public. And I got to take a jab at Ellen Powell, so everything's good. Yeah, there you go. Um, uh, let's jump into this next story. But before we do that, the sponsor for that segment is Big Man Gear. You can go to bigmangear.com. You can buy a graphic tee designed by the yours truly, the big man, sitting right over there. Yeah, there no, you had it right the first time. Yeah, wh whatever. <laughs> so, stupid backwards camera. Uh, you go to bigmangear.com. It'll take you to the Amazon store. Um, each package is, uh, is personally packed by Jeff Bezos. He kisses each shirt. So <laughs> like a he baby says, on the forehead. That's correct. It's a great piece of, uh, you know, memorabilia. 
So you can go to bigmangear.com and get your, uh, you know, um, Jeff Bezos kissed T-shirt designed by the big man. <laughs> so this next story is um, it's so I threw a couple links in our in our um, mm-hmm. document. But really, I, you know, I want to start off by saying, you know, we, we missed the story just because of the schedule of how our show works. Jack Dorsey is no longer the CEO of Twitter. Um, right. So Jack Dorsey left and immediately Twitter went from being a somewhat terrible place to being a hell world. Um, <laughs> it's now like I get these little like notifications above in a tweet that like some of these conversations are complicated. So protect other people's feelings. Um, this is Reddit, ma'am. This I'm is a, sorry, this folks. Is this is one of those shows where Danny has too many opinions and he's just letting them all flow out to you. But go ahead. What's the point of having a podcast if I don't get to let my opinions out? What am I going to do? Go to therapy? I, so, hey, better y'all than me, folks. So I'm glad he's sharing it with you. Right. So um, <laughs> this is really funny. So he owns Square, which he has talked about on Twitter, how he wants to take, he wanted to take Twitter in more of a crypto-friendly direction. And he it looks like he wasn't able to do that because he's no longer the CEO of Twitter. Twitter really wasn't in a position to do that anyway, but right. And he is a again. If you go to Twitter, just type in hashtag Bitcoin, and you will see his fanaticism with yes. Bitcoin specifically, but crypto in general. And and here's the other thing: I have to lend a little. I have to tip the hat to my good friend Jack Dorsey. In the last year, he's tweeted about... It's Jack Dorsey, not Jeff Dorsey. It's Jack Dorsey. I said Jack Dorsey. Okay, sure. All right, go ahead. So uh, what I was saying about Jeff Dorsey, my good friend. (laughs) But let me tell you something. In the last year, he's tweeted about uh, Murray Rothbard and uh, Ludwig von Mises, I think. Uh, One of the two, but probably both. So uh, these are two economists I'm huge fans of. Uh, Both of them are no longer with us. They're super old. So I'm just saying um, I got to support this guy now, basically. I got to stand him like he was freaking Elon Musk because he tweeted my thing. Okay. So, uh, but what's interesting is he's taking his company Square. And because Square makes a lot more sense in the crypto space, he rebranded Square's block. And now he's getting sued by H&R Block. So that that to me is the this, funniest part of this whole so thing. H&R Block. So if this sues was a Reddit, you. yeah, so if this was a Reddit thread, I would be replying to the story, the original story <laughs> with the gif from Chappelle show where it's like when keeping it real goes too far, and that's what this is. <laughs> well, look, this is look them changing Square, which everybody knows, you put it on your phone, you charge a you know credit card to yes. PTAs all across the United States use them. I mean, look, everybody uses them when you don't have a storefront where you have a credit card machine, right? Like, right. Uh, you know, whatever. So the point, though, is, and that's really what Square is known for. It gave the ability for your mom and pop Joe Bob's at the Saturday, right. fam, you know, uh, what do you call it, uh, bazaar food, or whatever, yeah, food, food right? Trucks to use, take credit use, cards, yeah. right? And uh, go ahead. Cash App, don't forget about Cash App, right? A future sponsor of ours. They also own Title, which is which was Jay Z's um, uh, streaming service. They also own another business called 
TBD five four five six six nine seven five. I'm not kidding. So, well, look, it, it look all of that is part of what was Square Crypto, which was Square's yeah. crypto division looking into how it could leverage getting into crypto and and doing that kind of stuff, um, which is now going to be called Spiral. But here's the deal: they are essentially just like. Facebook became Meta as an umbrella company that Facebook right. still exists underneath Meta. That's what Block is. Correct. What they're doing is they're taking Squares becoming Block that is going to be an umbrella company that has yeah. Block underneath it, which is the Square everybody no, knows, no, right? It's, it's which is the be, product it, you use. No, no, no. The Square is, square is still going to be called Square. Right. The, um, yeah. So. It's crypto division is going to be called Spiral instead right. of Square Crypto. And they're just going to continue to have these other products underneath right. the umbrella that is blocked. So they're doing something that's very popular right now, right? right? Which is funny because Danny said the conglomerate is dead two weeks ago. But, hey, this is what everybody's doing right now. But whatever, I digress. This the point, isn't though, the conglomerate in the same way that Johnson and It's Johnson not in the same way, but the the... the General in that story, electric. I said the conglomerate's just going to change. This is the modern-day conglomerate. But, hey, I'm always right. Danny's always wrong. That's part of the show. Well, Here's the point. Jack Dorsey, as Danny mentioned, is a huge crypto guy. He is a yes. guy. He is what I would call, and we all know a person like this, a, a not to compare anything to religion without getting right. in trouble, but he is a crypto believer. He right. believes so He's much. He's an so, evangelist. He's an evangelist. Yes. Of he wrote a white paper a couple of years ago about how crypto should bring the world together, be the world's currency, and it would fix a bunch of problems, and it would bring mankind together as going forward to the future of having the same money and the ability to exchange. He is, a, an as Danny says, evangelistic right. about his cryptocurrency going forward and i think that spark spurn this change is that he can go over here and one of what he wants square to be is that company that helps make that happen right especially with bitcoin he's a big believer in bitcoin specifically but crypto as a whole right right um and he and, and he I'm, wants and to I, take this it, and that right and i as a long-time advocate of blockchain and cryptocurrency despised bitcoin so <laughs> there's that well, look it's look then they made this funny attempt with changing their name to block this is what right. i you know that sometimes people that are like hired to be marketing experts and like we have this in real estate where some there's some realtors out there that hire people to write descriptions about houses because they right. know to use certain words and it's right. all marketing driven based on statistics and yada yada so part of this statement was the new name quote has many associated meanings for the company building blocks neighborhood right. blocks their local businesses communities coming together at block parties full of music blockchain a section of code and obstacles to overcome so right. you know that wasn't written by dorsey it was written by a no. marketing person to go oh this makes sense because of right? Right, right when to me it really it feeds into his wanting to move forward with right cryptocurrency he right. wants to make that that's what square is he wants people to can use credit cards and and whatever but yes. he's making a a statement that this company is going to be about 
cryptocurrency exchanges, right? Yeah. Buying, selling, trading cryptocurrency markets. Which, which he he has he has a level of credibility in the wider market that isn't the crypto blockchain market that will introduce people that will bring people into cryptocurrencies that might not have otherwise done it because Jack Dorsey brings something with him that's Jack Dorsey. Well, but not only that, but again, his evangelical belief in cryptocurrency. Like um, Venmo has become, you can buy, I think, five different cryptocurrencies through Venmo now. So he has a Venmo competitor called Cash App, which does the same thing. Right, but that's my point. Is is all yeah. of these money management types of softwares out there? A lot of them have moved into this. You get into the five big cryptos out there and add them because they get to make the fees off of it. Right? You buy yeah. you buy Bitcoin, you pay a fee. You buy Ethereum, right. you buy a fee. You know, Litecoin, you buy a fee. So they they recognize the fees, but they're also stepping back, saying, "Hey, we're not responsible for anything you're buying either." Right. Right. So they're just getting fees. It's just adding a service to them where I think Dorsey's going to go a little further than that and actively try to build this. Now, we can get into a whole conversation and we're not going to, but about crypto in general. And most people that listen to this podcast knows my feeling on the subject, but it's. It, I, you and talk they about know a, my a house, feelings on the subject. Yeah, you talk about a house of cards. I mean, it's it's not backed by anything. So, you well, know, the internet dies tomorrow. Like, your Bitcoin yeah, like goes to Federal nothing. Reserve. It's totally backed by your feelings. So. I I actually sent Danny an article this week. Speaking of yeah. crypto and all this stuff, that I forget the exact crypto, but it was one of those no one knows about yeah. out of nowhere Never cryptocurrencies it, yeah. that hit some exchange and it went up so much that. Some of the people that own that particular crypto on paper are now trillionaires. <laughs> trillionaires. Yeah. Owning a well, crypto see, that nobody's ever heard about or, or you know, whatever. And, right. So just remember, when your parents, my fellow millennials know this, when your parents told you go to college, get a good job, work hard, that's the only way to get wealthy in this country – there's an idiot right now selling a JPEG of a cat for millions of dollars while you're sitting at your office or you're sitting in your home office worried about freaking TPS reports. You got a manager breathing down your neck. There's a 12-year-old selling a digital GIF of a cat for four $4,000. Hey, there was you a $300,000 NFT that accidentally sold for $3,000 this week too. Yes. All sorts uh, but of look, crazy stuff happens. The fact is, is, is that all? Uh, I think what'll end up, Listen, and this is again, I'm just throwing this out there. Yes. My issue with crypto right now, and it always has been, is there is no difference between it and the stock market. There are what's called crypto whales, yeah, that own large percentages of all these cryptocurrencies, and they and they, sh- and they shift the market as they see fit. As they see fit, so yeah. so they just like the stock market. And major funds and all of this, it's rigged for rich people to get richer. And yeah. do we really need another system of that? <laughs> do we do do we do we really need it? Well, <clears throat> nonetheless, what's interesting about this is that um, Jack Dorsey got you know gets bounced out of Twitter. And I, I, here's what I believe: I believe that he wanted to make Twitter. And so part of the reason I wanted to talk about the story about Block getting, or, you know, Square rebranding his Block was I just wanted to throw in this one byline, this one, you know, 
throwaway thing about I think Jack Dorsey actually wanted to make Twitter a place where you can pretty much say and do whatever you want. And the people who own Twitter, which is not Jack Dorsey, right. made it such that he couldn't do that. No, and so, I agree. And, and so I think Jack, this new guy, Parag, my cousin, by the way, um, I always just say every Indian person is my cousin because why not? Uh, um, he's I didn't make say that, suck. nor do I control that. Go ahead. I'm just saying he sucks. Okay, um, I'm someone who's been banned from Twitter for saying something hilarious to another Indian person, and uh, so I hey I, I I've tried several times to get my account back. I have four or five other accounts, so good luck. But I'm just saying that it's a real bummer that I think he was trying to make it something awesome. He started tweeting about the Mises Institute or whatever, and 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 you know he tweeted the. Link to Anatomy of the State by Murray Rothbard, who I'm a big fan of, and everyone should go read Anatomy of the State. And that's why I think he got fired. He didn't get fired from Twitter, but he did get fired. I think this is a better fit for what he wants to do anyway. Yes. When you get to a certain level of wealth, you want to do things that you want to do. Right. Yes. I mean, Elon yes. Musk believes in what Elon Musk is doing. Right. Correct. So uh, you get to a certain level of wealth and you just want to do what you want to do. I think this is more in line with that. I do think the funniest part about this story, again, you said it is H&R Block is suing them. Not I, it's not about the name change. Really? Yes. Block and H&R Block are confusing. Well, they're saying it's going to confuse consumers. Let me tell you something. The problem They're is they have grandma. tax software. They have yeah, tax listen. software. Listen. Your boomer grandma who drives a Buick, who shouldn't be allowed to drive anymore, who walks with her walker into Walmart mm-hmm. to go to the, the H&R Block kiosk every February to file her taxes, is not going to confuse H&R Block for Block no. Spiral, which is this. Isn't that not going to happen? No. Well, but that that's what their lawsuit. That they're, what used to be Credit Karma... And Credit Karma Tax is now owned by Square or now Block, right? Yeah. So they're afraid that when you go to Google H&R Block, Credit Karma's tax, which will now probably be Block taxes or, you know what I mean, whatever, will right. will be higher on the list than H&R Block. And guess what? H&R Block, Jackson Hewitt, these free, quote-unquote, softwares where if you make underneath a certain number of, you know what I mean, they get paid by the government. That's where most right. of their funding comes from, is they get this big fat check from the government for filing taxes for free for low-income people, right? right? And H&R Block doesn't want to lose a dime of that because yeah. of SEO, right? I have I had no idea that Cash App, which is owned by now Block, mm-hmm. owned Credit Karma Tax. Yes, and then it became Cash App Tax, right? And I'm sure they still use right. the Credit Karma Tax you know what I mean? As right, far as I like we no were idea. talking about earlier. But that's my point. It's, that's what H&R Block is arguing about. They they could care less if that Square, makes sense, then. That if makes Square sense. become Block, right? They, they could care less. I, you know, And that was my first thought when I saw the lawsuit uh, article was, does H&R really care? No. Now no. it makes sense. They now have tax software sense. that no. they don't want to lose any market share because of a name. And they're going to lose. Like just like the the lady that that already has lost her lawsuit against um, Meta Meta against yeah. Facebook, right? That Instagram. Did you see that article about Instagram? No. The, there's a girl, young girl. I say girl. I should say woman. Woman right. on Instagram that has had the Instagram at Meta. Yeah. 
okay, or at Metaverse, I'm sorry, at Metaverse since like 2011, right? Right, yeah. And, and she's used it for her artwork. She has like a 1,000 right. followers or whatever. Um, and then a couple of weeks ago, after the announcement for Meta, um, Instagram took down her account and says she no longer has access. Facebook, instead of buying that name from her, right, just took it because having your at username, right, that's a company like you can't have at McDonald's, you can't have at well, Wendy's, you, can, you can't, but yeah, you know what I'm saying? You can't register right. those. Just took it from her, right? That's why. And she and she filed a lawsuit. You can't tell me that Facebook, which is now Meta, didn't right. have a whole bunch of eggheads sitting in a room. Right. That told Meta, what is now Meta, hey, right. these are the hurdles we're going to have to do if right, you make right, this right. change. I guarantee you Square and Jack Dorsey knew about H&R Block, might file a lawsuit or whatever. Right. They've taken that into account already. Right. If they're smart, which they pay a whole bunch of smart people to be that. Yeah. Well, this is all very fascinating, but it turns out that... I mean, here's my favorite part. I'm going to close with this. My favorite part is... The logo. The logo is wild, bro. The logo is psychedelic, man. Danny has this fascination with logos and marketing. Yes. I mean, that's his background, right? right? Yes, yeah. Him and I argue constantly we don't argue. about logos and marketing Fonts. and what they mean to people. Font. Danny is a font insane person, right? Yeah. He just, he literally, where I am like, it. it's you can read it, right? Like you can read it, <laughs> so it's okay. Danny, yeah. no fonts. So back, this, yeah. This is a true story. Is a caveat, but true story. Uh, the gym that I go to, I pay a small fortune to go to. It is the first. Uh, you know, I, I'm a member of the original Lifetime Fitness, and uh, you know when I'm when I'm visiting my folks or whatever, I, and I go there and I'm friends with the guy who runs the place, and I'm like, hey man, your sign over there. It's got four different fonts. He's like, yeah, I know. I was like, you really shouldn't have more than one or two, to be honest. And I was like, these are textured letters. You should really... And he's like, hey, man, I just managed the place. I right? just managed the place. Get out of here, you font crazy person. There's yeah, no yeah. one else that walks into that Lifetime Fitness and yeah. says this. No one. Danny's the one guy, and the manager, go every time Danny walks in, goes, I know, I know, <laughs> I know. But, yeah... And again, so that's that's that. So anyway, right. what's our next well, story? Well, before we do our next story, I want to tell you about workathomestuff.com. <laughs> None of you are ever going back to your office, I promise you. There's Nor should you. Yes. You're going to start a side hustle or there's going to be a new strain. Nonetheless, you need stuff to work at home. You need a good desk. You need a good chair. You can get all that stuff, workathomestuff.com. That's my I agree. personal website. So Which makes it less important than my personal websites. But go ahead. But do I own most of the sponsors on our website? <laughs> I do. So uh, this next story is um, alarming. It is not. Concerning. No. And scary. No. It's actually very intelligent when you consider it for what it is. But go ahead. TikTok is launching delivery-only restaurants across the U.S. starting in March. Yes. Did you know this? 
I did not. I actually, this, and my wife and I, I, I spend too much time on TikTok, not as much as other people. Like my wife probably is quadruple the amount of time that I spend on. But I do enjoy do TikTok. get anything done? I don't know. Um, I do enjoy TikTok, and I... I consider myself a probably just below average TikTok user as far okay. as I keep contact. I keep up with what is big trends on TikTok, right? And call me Chris and uh, Old Man Murphy and these these yeah. big so TikTok just, creators. Like in the last month, found out who Call Me Chris was. I was enjoying <laughs> Call Me Chris's content that was stolen and reposted off to Twitter. So you weren't even you didn't even find Call Me Chris. You found the knockoff version, which happens constantly on TikTok. Yeah. They take other people's videos, re-up them, and they get people that aren't paying attention because it doesn't yeah. say Call Me Chris. It says whatever, but it's there. But anyway, the point is, is that and she's a great creator, by the way. Would yeah, love to work with her someday. She's amazing. Oh, okay, don't um, say that. The point, though, is is in this case, I didn't know this was coming. So when I read the article that Danny sent me, I was actually very surprised from a I didn't know this was coming standpoint. Okay. Now, what makes sense about this is TikTok. First of all, this is not TikTok. And they came out in this article and several other articles that I yeah. read saying this is not us trying to get into the restaurant business. Yeah, no, this is. So what, what's happening here is Grubhub is going to be launching the TikTok Kitchen, which is actually backed and developed by Virtual Dining Concepts, which is a group that goes around and says, hey, are you Mr. Beast? Do you want burgers? Here you go. Right. You and I have talked about them previously when we talked about ghost restaurants and ghost kitchens right. Right. and their potential for popularity moving forward, which they, I think look, this, this is, is that whole happening. point, yeah, is, this is, is marketing. Right. Yeah, so they, we, we we told you about Ghost Kitchens last year. Mm-hmm. Or was it or the beginning of this year? Nonetheless, the point is, in in a very short order, this is what it's turning into, which is good. Well, because instead of being okay, hey, we're going to try to compete de- directly with Chili's and Chewy's right, and, right. and these big restaurants. Our job is to go out and say, hey. Do this in this case. Uh, TikTok signed on to do this for about a year, right. give or take. I'm sure they have some outs there, but that TikTok's looking at it from a marketing standpoint. We can right. partner with virtual, you know, ghost restaurants, partner right. with Grubhub, so we get those two names to come in. We can do some co marketing and stuff like that, Correct. and then we start taking a lot. Of, and one of the most viral things on TikToks are That's recipes cool. because it's right. visual. Right. Right. You can sit there and watch somebody in 60 seconds make a chocolate pie or make your favorite dish. So what's very smart is I don't know how this is going to work, but right now they're they're going to their menu consists of viral dishes. So baked feta pasta, which I've Mm -hmm. actually seen that TikTok before. Uh, Smash burger. Smash burgers. I've never actually seen that TikTok. Uh, Corn ribs. I don't know what that is. (laughs) I'm curious. Corn ribs and pasta chips, yes. All of these things are going to be fascinating. But what's interesting about this is this is one of those things where the, the more I learn about business, and I've been an entrepreneur for, you know, well over a decade. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a moderately failed one at that. But the more <laughs> I, the more, you know, this show has caused me to go deeper and deeper into business. The more I learned, there's wild, and, you know, before the show started, you know, Bigman and I were talking about how the, you know, the, the reason the wealthy get wealthier is simply because they don't, they're not finding you, Joe Schmo, some schmuck who works construction or 
or Sally mm-hmm. that works at Starbucks, they're not good. No one's showing up to you to say, hey, do you want to make $10 million? Because you don't have the wherewithal, the resources, or the track record to, to be that person. Uh, yet, you can be that person, but you have to go and make those opportunities. Those right. opportunities don't come to you. The polarity of those opportunities switches when you have money. They come to you versus you going out and making them. Absolutely. What's what's fascinating about this is what I see happening is if you're a TikTok chef, you're they're gonna say come up. They're gonna say you know for come up with the call me Chris Burger whatever, and mm-hmm. the TikTok restaurant or whatever this what is this gonna be called the TikTok whatever is gonna go out there and they're gonna publish it and they're gonna make them across all these restaurants and give you a little cut. Yeah, TikTok kitchen. Is, yeah, right, TikTok kitchen. Here's the other thing. There's how many apps to deliver food. Yeah. There's Uber Eats. Uh, there's Postmates. There's like four other ones that I can't even and, remember. Well, but that doesn't even count the your local ones. Every local big city, we have even here in, in Cedar Park in Northwest Austin, we have a couple of locally owned that only do Cedar Park, Round Rock, in this immediate area that right. make a crap ton of money and they're not an uber eats they're not a whatever they grow and their delivery apps but here's the thing danny alluded to it i think also in that mindset of money and generating money tiktok has done something that a lot of companies don't in this announcement hold on let me go ahead finish your finish your thought so the only thing i was trying to say was you know grubhub now gets the exclusive tiktok kitchen right Mm mm-hmm Virtual dining concept gets to gets its, its it gets to attach itself to this big brand like TikTok. Absolutely. So if you're someone who owns a restaurant, you're gonna think, "Well, I have to go to Virtual Dining Concepts. I have to go to Grubhub." Not realizing that there's a thousand different ghost kitchen companies now. Now, mm-hmm. right? And there's a bunch of different uh, delivery apps, but these exclusive agreements that attach them. So TikTok has to do very little. They have to do very little to to roll out a national chain of delivery-only restaurants. They have to do very little, but they get to reap all the rewards. And you think Grubhub's not going to put that on page one of their app? Of course. You think Virtual Design's not going to put Design Kitchen's not going to put that on the first front page of their website? website? Absolutely. They're leveraging this for each other. But here's my here's the deal. So TikTok for virtually nothing as far as risk. Right, is turning around, partnering with two companies, as you said, but also in the same time, and they didn't have to do this, but they're doing it anyway, are telling its TikTok users, the people that create this information, that a portion of these profits are going to go into what they call the TikTok Designers Fund. That's what pays TikTok users, right? You think TikTok Creators Fund, I think is what you're talking about. Is Creators Fund, right. So they've come out and said, hey, we want you to co- cr- continue to create this because we're going to share some of this revenue right. t- with you to the fund so that you can get credit. And they're going to give these people credit. So right. it, so these users out there, because my first thought before I got to that portion of the story was, right. you, why would these people come out with these recipes for you to turn around and steal them or whatever? And TikTok is just saying, hey, there's enough money to go around, which right. I really believe in business. There's enough yeah. money to go around. That's true. We're going to take whatever you they didn't disclose that. what percentage, right? But that right. they didn't disclose what but we're going to take 20%, 20 cents of every dollar we make. We're going to stick it in the fund so that you can be paid. We're going to put your name on, you know, whatever. The, and the, already the you've got major names. Gordon Ramsay is on TikTok. So he even right. 
takes the time to duet other people's uh, recipes. Right. Like people will make certain yeah, things. So and you've got Gordon Ramsay going, don't do that. Don't yeah, yeah, do yeah. that. That's awful. I've watched those. That's great. <laughs> but, you know, so you've already got some of these big name people on there. But yeah. some of the some of my favorite TikTok recipes right. are these people that come up with these user-friendly spins on oh, traditional recipes that so, you go, oh my God, I wish I'd have thought of that. So my favorite TikTok recipes are the ones that are from prison. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, there's, I don't know if it's, there's YouTube videos of guys who get out. Yes. And they go, well, in prison, we, you know, we, we buy, we get these chips from commissary and whatever I know about prison, I know from television. And I was fully exposed on the seventh episode of, uh, what is now called Market Explainer, our podcast, when we had our guest, Matt Cox, on. Yes. And I said all sorts of weird prison stuff or jail talk. And he's like, no, no, that's wrong. You, that's what you wrong. just said is incorrect. That's, that's incorrect. He's like, no, up the river is state. I'm a federal. I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. You were in the federal penitentiary. I wish I could, off the top of my head, I'll have to put the link in it down below. But there's a TikTok um, guy that his whole stick on TikTok is to take Things like that. Most of them are yeah. prison recipes, right? Yes. Done by previous prisoners. And he yeah. duets them and then tries it himself. Right. And he's a comedian by trade. Yeah, yeah. So he okay. tries it himself, makes it funny as he's doing it, right? You yeah. know what I mean? It makes it funny. But then tries it and, and then tastes it and gives his opinion on it. That's his yeah. entire channel. So so this is going to be an official call out to Andrew, Andrew, I think his name is Andrew Ray, of Binging with Babish. Go find these TikToks of people making prison food. Yes. Okay. And some of them are people currently in a penitentiary. I don't know how they got a phone. <laughs> that goes up your prison purse. And because what, what Binging with Babish does on YouTube is he goes and he says, hey, here's a recipe from a TV show. Now I'm going to elevate the, so you know, I'm going to make the recipe even better because it looks cool on a TV show, but when you actually taste it, it doesn't taste good. Here's how I would make it better. So I want to see what he will do with prison recipes from TikTok. Well, if you are watching this from prison and you want to see these TikToks, in January or February, I believe, it came out this week that TikTok is making a specific desktop version of TikTok, which will be available in January, February. Specific prison TikTok. No, I was like, no, no, no. That would be awesome though, prison yeah. talk. But they they're making a desktop version specifically of that will work very similar to the app version right now, which is its main thing. Um but they're making which, a desktop version. Which hey uh, Meta, can I get a desktop Instagram please? Well I again that's a whole different story. But TikTok coming yeah. out and saying hey there are people that only want to access this product. Yeah. And guess what? That opens up a completely different version of users, right? right? And advertising opportunities. Doing it on desktop. TikTok has acknowledged that and they're releasing it in January or February. I forget the exact timeline, but soon. Yeah. So, but let me just say in closing with this story, uh, I think this is brilliant on TikTok's part because they're going to take something that is viral on their platform. And any time you can pop, and I look at it this way, anything you can take any time, anything, any time you can take something from the metaverse to the metaverse, to the meat first, to the meat space, yes. that is, that crossover is brilliant. Imagine if this, let's just say 
let's for for argument's sake, let's say this works really well. Right. Let's just say it works really well, right? Which I think it's going to. TikTok is looking at this as a marketing expense, but let's say it makes money. It's a marketing expense that makes money, right? Yeah. What else could they do this with? Correct. They could partnership this with all kinds of different things. Take they viral videos of whatever and turn them into NFTs. real products. Real yes. products, right? And this is look. Only individuals right now are leveraging things like um, merchandising, merchandising and stuff like that. Links, right? And and uh, what do you call it when you have a link to uh, like we do with all the links that we have affiliate to, links, affiliate links and stuff like that. Imagine if TikTok. You're such an old person. I just can't remember the words sometimes when they're coming out of my mouth. The point, though, is imagine if TikTok, as a business model, made that simpler for right. its users, for its for its uh, creators, right? right? Here, this is automatically set up. Just check a box on the and affiliates you that you chunk. want as part of yours. We're going to yeah. take a chunk. You're going to take a chunk, and it's all good. It's all good. Right. These are all things that can easily turn out marketing-wise for TikTok. Yes. That end up making them and their creators more Wealthy. money. Yeah. And and that's the share model, right? YouTube yeah. has been doing it forever. I still, to me, the life of me can't figure out why Facebook doesn't understand this model. Why does Facebook and Meta not understand that if you share your revenue with your users that create right. your entire business model, that it makes money? Well, they do understand it, but they only let well the kind of higher-end people do it they don't let schmucks like you and i do it they well but only working with that group of people leads to the non-expansion how did yeah. youtube become youtube they let yeah, everybody, everybody share them up right can, tiktok yeah. same thing everybody can right. create anybody yeah. can create all tiktok did is create a video a user-friendly video editing platform that's, that's all it, it is yeah. that's all it is Right. And they make that more and more friendly and they update it and update it and update it. That's the point. So and uh, all it costs is your soul and all of your privacy. (laughs) Okay, so Danny's back on being, you know, the anarchist that Danny is. Anyway, so that's that's our show, Danny. So we always end our show on some unique knowledge from you. So what is your. so, So we end always every week on tip of the week. Sure. So tip of the week this week is holding a grudge against your enemy is like drinking poison and hoping that your enemy uh, is is injured by that. So the lesson is don't poison yourself. Poison and I can't them. finish the rest of the sentence. Because See, I'm I thought you were, I thought, wow, Danny's delivering some knowledge today and then you completely ruined it. So yeah, great, don't Danny. don't poison yourself. <laughs> I'm going to quit this show. All right, folks. You can't. Okay. (laughs) We'll see you next time.